Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host, Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mastin Kip Podcast. Hi. How's it going? It's okay. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, not terrible, but I've like been in better... I've been in better places, so yeah. Sure. So, how can we help today? So, okay, I've I've definitely made it, you know, already non-negotiable to challenge my pattern of putting myself last, and I'm moving forward, you know, working baby steps on my business, and as I'm doing that, I'm like, I'm noticing that, like, I can't. My brain feels like oatmeal. I can't like my executive functioning is down. I'm like starting to see old patterns pop up mm-hmm. and it's like, it's really like with my head and me. What well, probably is with your head because it sounds like your prefrontal is kind of shut down and you're going a little Olympic. It's, and it's not all the time, but it's, it's like when I, like when I sit down and I try to strategize, or like if I think about like trying to create content or just like what my next move is, I, it, I just can't like put anything together. It feels. When does that seem the hardest for you? Um, probably when I've like, like if I've just made a gain or like come up with an idea or like posted something I'm really proud of, or, you know, had a win, then I feel like that wave comes on. Mm-hmm. Is it is it um, always after you've had a win, or just sometimes after you had a win? Well, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, 
Just I don't know. guessing. Probably just sometimes. All right. I'm going to bring up a very strange topic that you would not think I would bring up. <laughs> okay. Because okay? I want to, in my head, I have a checklist of when someone like you says what you say to me just now, I want to go through a couple different things okay. um, just so that we can kind of understand. So, um, so a couple things. One, are you aware that in the four stages of the female cycle, there are times when the brain, the female brain is most optimized for planning. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the specifics, but yes, I'm aware. I'm okay. Aware of that. All right. So, so let me just help you a little bit. Okay. So, so typically it's the last phase of the cycle where the left and right hemispheres of the brain come together and you can see the matrix. Okay. Great time to plan really bad time to execute. Okay. Okay. What that means is, is execution. You think about like taking action. Okay. That's cortisol. That's testosterone. Those are the things that make us go. The difference between the male and female body, there's lots of them, but a hormonal difference is that there's four cycles a month for the female body. And the dude's just one, it's just testosterone and go. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I just want you to become aware of meta trends that are happening in your life because I'll give you an example. I had a client once who was really pissed that like his business went down in December. But then when we did like a basic Google trend search, it very clearly showed that that specific topic was not looked for in December, but man, it peaked in January, right? So he was taking a meta trend personal. Another way to think of it is don't plant seeds in winter. And also don't try to harvest in spring, right? So it's something that I want to bring to your attention because it's important to understand that it's not as simple as someone like me who doesn't have that problem. And I commend, I commemorate you because it's like, commend you because it's a big deal. And I mean, like to think about like, because I work with so many women to think about how hard it is to be an entrepreneur, but then to, on top of that, feel like I'm going to die once a month is just like, like it's just impossible. So I just want to point out that meta trend. Okay. The next thing to comprehend as I'm going through my checklist is, okay, is to think about if you're in a stressed state, is that when you're trying to plan? Like when you're feeling kind of stressed? Well, yes. I mean, I would say in general, um, it, it ebbs and flows, but in general, like my environment right now, and I'm very aware of what the stressors are, but there's a lot of stressors that I can't like directly control. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I just have yeah. to kind of pad my pad myself a little bit so that I'm not as like impacted by those stressors. Sure. Okay. But yeah. It's, it's generally a stressful. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so first we have the context of the cycles. Okay. Now we're adding in the context of environment. Mm -hmm. which is also not you. Does that make sense? Like these are not like personal to you. These are just things that are influencing you. Um, like you are not exactly your body. You're more than that, but your body is not you either. Right. So, but it is, but it isn't. Why I'm saying this is because if I'm trying to plan on a time of my cycle, like I have a cycle, but I'm just talking as if I do right where I'm also stressed, I am fighting so much anatomy and environmental data, it's very difficult to be successful, okay? So if you're stressed, by just default, 
your executive functioning will be down because stress increases limbic activity, right? So we want to look at contextually, when you talk about, you know, planning as an example, making sure that you're aware of your body rhythms and to be more intentional about your environmental stressors so that we can plan maybe during the last phase of your cycle in a place that's not stressful. That would probably be a game changer for you that has nothing to do with who you are and your identity and, and your history and all the stuff that we tell ourselves about things. Does that make sense? Yeah. I okay. love that you say that. Yeah. And it's weird for someone like me to say these things. Cause it's like the last thing you expect someone like me to know about, but I mean, God, I've worked with thousands of women, you know, like this is something I see all the time. Okay. So now let's talk about the ebb and the flow in terms of the interpersonal stuff with you. Okay. So when we talk about putting yourself last, that's a strategy that you adopted to become kind of not important, not important or not bother. Safe. Safe. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So anything Mm -hmm. that is not that where you're becoming visible will inherently not feel safe at first. Okay. Which also means that you're going to upregulate sympathetic. Okay. Which also means prefrontal goes down. Right? So we want to like baby step it a little bit and realize, you know what? If I'm doing new shit, I'm probably going to be a little dumber. And I don't mean that like as a judgment. Like I know that when I'm doing new stuff and I'm stressed, I'm dumb. <laughs> like I don't make good decisions. And by dumb, I just mean literally part of the anatomy is offline. Yeah. Right? So if I know that about how I'm operating, then all of a sudden it's not so personalized to like my identity. Yeah. Right? Because you're trying to stay safe. That's a good thing. Yeah. And when you're trying to force planting seeds in winter, it's just not going to work. It's not about you. And I feel that because that's, that's exactly like, I feel like I'm forcing it. Like I have this vision and what I want to do and, and become, and it's like, I'm just like feeling resistance. So then my brain has to do a check and say, okay, is this resistance because I'm not supposed to be doing this? Or is it this other shit that's influencing it? You know? And then I I like have to really stay true to myself and, and quiet that like, you know, the, the self-doubt or the playing small or having to be perfect or having to have it all together and just be like, calm down, you know, this yeah. is right. Yeah. And, and think of it this way, right? If you were going to do a weight training regimen and you picked up some weights and there was a resistance, does that mean you're not supposed to lift weights? No. Exactly. No. Yeah. Right. That's, 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 that's like what you signed up for. Right. The difference, though, is the resistance in your history rendered you invisible to stay safe. This resistance is asking you to become visible. And you're only going to doubt things you care about. Which is like a lot right now. Yeah. So, so there's a correlation between how much doubting you're going through and how much you care about something. So, like, what's something that you don't really think too much about? Like, I don't know, green beans? (laughs) 
Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. So like, do you doubt your ability to eat green beans? If you were eating them, would you be like stressed about it? No. No. Right. And maybe even something harder, like skydiving. Do you spend too much time thinking about skydiving? No. So you're not like walking around all day doubting your ability to skydive? No. Yeah. Because you don't give a shit. Right. What you doubt is what you care about. Yeah. Right. And, And that's because most likely just based on what you've told me, your experiences have been invalidated in the past. And so you've been trained that safety comes from invalidating your own experience. Mm-hmm. It still gets triggered. Yeah. Well, it will. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a human being, you know? Yeah. So the opportunity here is to start to realize that by acknowledging your reality and what you want and the doubt coming up, you're retraining yourself out of all that stuff you complied with before. It's hard. I know every person is different and I know like all the factors we just talked about, you know, environment and keeping that, I guess, exercise going to, to rebuild those pathways. But like, I mean, what is, what is it? can I set an, not set an expectation, but like maybe just knowing that in mind that it is possible to repair and re, you know, like train my nervous system a different way. Like, does that, that take years, months, week? Like what's the scope? Do you know what I'm Depends asking? Depends on how aggressive you want to be. Okay. Oh, I want it. I want it bad. Like I, <coughs> I want it really bad. Just be careful when you say shit like that because the universe will deliver it to you and it will be like a smack in the face. That never comes pleasantly. So I want, okay, let me rephrase it then. Cancel, cancel. So okay, yeah. I want it, I want it when I'm ready. Like I want to deliver what I want to deliver to the people that need it when it's ripe, when it's ready. And That's when, what I want. When will it be ready? How will you know? I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, I so you just went from... I'm a badass. <laughs> I want all this shit Navy feel to me. This is like, this is my hat. Like this is, this is the combative like conversation that goes on right now. It's that so, ping pong. There are so many different ways to influence the nervous system to yield. Because that's what neuroplasticity is. Neuroplasticity is something that's strong enough not to yield all at once but flexible enough to yield over time, right? So what you want is training the nervous system to yield. And there's lots of ways. It depends on how experimental and aggressive you want to become with that. Um, probably just more realistic, like things that are, let's just say medium, not, not super aggressive. But, okay. Yeah. So, so let's, let's first talk about a plan that you want to get off the ground. So what's one yeah. specific thing that you want to get off the ground and tell me about what you want to create with that. So I really want to, I mean, first of all, I, I definitely like in my head, I want enrollment calls. Like I want people just interested in what I'm doing. Like that's pretty basic. But okay. what I would really like to do is just start like, uh, I want to do a workshop. I want to do an online webinar. Like if I could get those two things done in a short horizon, I would feel like I'm actually like doing something. Okay. 
All right. So, so I asked you about one thing and you told me three. <laughs> I know. Okay. So you, you can't get three things done quickly, but you can might be able to one. get one thing done quickly. I want to do, um, I want to do a workshop. Okay, great. On what? I want to start having the conversation with autism parents on, on what, outcome we're chasing okay there's stories you, behind where that. would you do that workshop um i have it scheduled actually but i haven't like really announced it but i have it scheduled in a conference room that i'm sitting in reserved already on the books meetup created okay i just have something stopping like announcing it Okay, so let's why don't we announce it. What has to happen if you announce it? I don't like. I don't know who. I don't know who to announce it to. Okay. Um, um, well, contacts, followers, emails, a partner who could share it with their people. There's lots of people who could well, you can yeah. announce it to. So who could be somebody local who could also get the word out? Oh, I mean, I could probably even just post it here at upstairs at the kids corner at the library, or I'm sure like therapy offices or. Now you're thinking. So mm -hmm. why don't we get a list of 15 therapy offices? Daycares. I don't know if they'd let me, but. Make a list. Let's find out. And ask. Yeah, that's right. The chiropractor office. I how many ideas you have. Yeah. See, when you're calm, you think good. I know. It's stupid. No. no. It's not it's stupid. Just, it's anatomy. It's just crazy. So small. I think so it's just small baby steps. Yeah. Small and let's get baby steps. one thing going first. Because we'll build on success. Because here's what happens, okay? If you get one thing going and you're successful with it, your nervous system shifts. And then you actually have what's called future memory based on your past success, where you can imagine yourself being successful again because you were just successful. I know the idea of future memory is sort of an oxymoron, but it's a future visualization based on past memory. And those, and those old synapses will start to phase out. Well, they don't phase out. They just yield, but neural pathways never go away. They atrophy, but they tend to come up every time you expand. So it's more about understanding how you operate and planning ahead. Like I know for me, whenever I'm about to have a big expansion, I go straight dorsal. People are like, Madison just spent all this time and money trying to do this promotion. He won't call me back for three weeks. Like what the, f I have to like be very intentional about not doing that. And my team knows to support me during those times because it's like, oh, we're, let's pretend I have a book launch in six months, which I don't, right? Let's pretend it comes out June 2nd. You better know we can plan on mass and going dorsal about May 15th. <laughs> that's, like, that's like predictable, right? So it's like if I know that about myself, then I can let people around me know and we can plan for it versus just like, here it is again. I guess I wish I could just make it go away. Right. And that's more about the befriending of your nervous system rather than 
trying to make it wrong. It totally makes sense. And I, if I really, really sit and I think about it, like that's exactly what I've done. The lights turned off. I got to move. Um, that's exactly what I've done. Very, very, um, metaphor right there. When you don't move, you're in the dark. That's so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's the universe sending me that sign. Um, that's exactly what I've done though, as far as like my parenting with, with autism, the constant stress load that I'm, that I talked about padding myself. So Mm -hmm. I'm aware of it. Like I don't, that's not even a factor anymore in that Mm -hmm. realm of my life. That's right. And the thing for an autism mom to make the shift from being a caretaker to being the one who's taking care of is it's a big shift. Mm -hmm. It's not a small thing. And the thing that you want to keep front of mind is the children that you're going to impact because you're doing this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's it. So in terms of things you can do with your brain um, and nervous system, I'm a big believer in, you know, Kundalini yoga Mm -hmm. and type of breath work. That's a big deal. Yeah, your videos are awesome. And we've oh, got, you know, we got many videos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Those yeah. Are really cool. Yeah, we didn't ever have to do that. We spent a ton of money making those, but it's like totally worth it, you know. Yeah. Um and something that I'm actually going to be doing, I'm going to do like four week intensive starting tomorrow, uh neurofeedback where you know, they they go in and kind of mess it's kind of like yoga for your brain. So that would be, you know, don't do it. I'm doing like four sessions a week. Like I don't recommend that. I'm just, I don't have, I don't have a lot of time. It's like I get it in, but if you're doing like two sessions a week or something like that, that might be beneficial too, to help you because what was really interesting was I was talking to the doctor yesterday about it and I was describing my traumatic brain injuries, which I have three. And one of them is on the right side of my head and like right here. And, um, and that's a processing center. And she literally said, you know, if you have a traumatic brain injury here, what happens is sensory stuff comes in and then we'll just go right back out. Hmm. That's exactly right. Hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. We can change that. Like there can be a pause, like, Oh my God. You know, because it's like, you know, that I remember like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, my therapist first told me that I could think before I respond. Like that wasn't like, what? That's the thing. You know, like, <laughs> wow. You know? So like literally they have a protocol just to wire that part or whatever other parts are there based on the scans they do. Right. So like, I'm a big fan of something like that because it, it's like yoga for your brain and it gives you like, you know, more bilateral, bilateral communication and stuff like that. And it's not that intense. So in terms of how to make it go faster, because the other thing you can do is you can help, you know, really restore executive function pathways. Yeah. Something to think about. No. Yeah. We're, um, that's on deck for, my son, so we could. It's very obtainable. Like it's, yeah, might as well just go together, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, Thank I mean, you, you know, uh, neurofeedback for autism it just is incredible too. So the studies totally. on that are really. I mean, the efficacy of that is really huge. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you. What's here for you guys? Thank you. Amazing. 
Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.